welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's do it better for Jesus. And you will experience the goodness of God in Jesus' name. Wherever you are, all around, all around the world, social media and on television, in this auditorium, the overflow, I believe God is about to visit us in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, I want to humbly give praise to God for the life of my father, our father, the father of the house, his eminence, the archbishop. Please, let's appreciate the visionary, the father of the house. Papa, we love you. We honor you. We thank God for your life, your dedication, your sacrifices, and your focus and your love. We love you, sir. We appreciate you. Please, let's appreciate God for the life of the Archbishop. And we, we thank God for the life of our mother, Lady Rosa. Such a beautiful and lovely woman. Beautiful on the inside and on the outside. We love God. We thank God for the life of Lady Rosa. Amen. Please be seated. And I honor the senior bishops that are in the house. God bless you, senior bishops. And all the bishops in the house. All protocol observed. Amen. I would like to read from two scriptures. And then we go into um, the teaching. I first of all would like to read from Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3 and I'll read verse 1 and 2. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. I'm reading from the, uh, the King James Version, please. The Moses kept the, the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, Hold the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. In Jesus' name. Now, I also want to read it from Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 says that, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like of fire and sat upon each of them. And the verse 4 says that, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak 
with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Shall we please pray, Father, what we are not, make us. What we know not, show us. Where we haven't gotten to, take us there. For in you we live and move and have our being. You said in your word that in thy law, in thy word, we shall see light. As your word is taught, we pray, let your presence fall on this place. As the day of Pentecost, let revival hit everywhere where your word is being taught. Where this, the sound of my voice is going, let your spirit fall upon us and do what only you can do. Lord, heal the sick, deliver the captives, save the lost, convict the sinning. Let your people be edified, your name be glorified, and our generation be notified that you indeed are mighty amongst your people. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. There is certainly a difference between strange fire and fresh fire. Strange fire is not of God, but fresh fire is of God. In the book of Deuteronomy, the Bible tells us that God is a consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4.24. God is a consuming fire. 9.3. God is a consuming fire. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29. God is a consuming fire. Bible talks about how his throne in Revelation chapter 4. His throne is surrounded by fire. God is a God of fire. So when God wants to do something amongst his people on the earth, one of the things that will manifest is what looks like fire. I believe somebody is going to encounter the fire of God. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. I baptize you with water, but there is one coming after me. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And the verse 12 says that his fan is in his hands, and he shall thoroughly purge the floor and gather the wheat in the in the garner, but he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. Somebody say, let the fire fall. is a consuming fire. Revelation chapter 1 verse 14 talks about how fire comes. Fire fire comes out of his eyes. When you look at his eyes it was like, uh, eyes were like flames of fire because God is a consuming fire. In the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, though that was particularly verse 24, Bible talks about how after Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden, God put cherub and a flaming sword which turns everywhere. There's a flaming sword gathering the tree of life so that fallen man will not just go and eat the tree of life. God is a consuming fire. We serve a God of fire. Elijah said, call upon your God and I will call upon my God. In the book of 1 Kings chapter, chapter 8, 17 verse 24 he said, call on your God and I will call upon my God. And he says that the God that answers by fire, the God 
God that answers by fire, let him be God. And towards the verse 20, 36, Bible says that at the end of the evening sacrifice, Elijah asked them to build the, rebuild the altar. And he lifted his voice and he said, oh God, let it be known that you are God and have done all these things at your word. And by the time he was finishing, Bible says that fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifices. Do you know what? The, the, the false prophets, because their God is not a God of fire, they couldn't call fire. God is a God of fire. I don't know what the enemy has tried to put into your life, has tried to plant into your life, into your family, into your marriage, into your ministry, but I know fire is coming. I know the fire of God is coming. He says that he will burn the chaff with an unquenchable fire. In other words, nothing can stop the fire of God. Nothing can stop. Once it's lit, I see you catching fire. I see you catching fire. The louder your amen, the quicker it happens for you. I see you catching fire. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. I, I, I saw a scripture that blessed my heart in the book of James chapter 3 verse 5. What he says, the, the latter part, he said, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. A little fire can let a great matter. In other words, the little fire you catch can accomplish so much in your life. How great a matter a little fire kindled. How great a matter somebody is catching much fire this evening. Somebody is catching fire in this season of fresh fire. In this impact 21, I know you are not going to be the same. Somebody is going to be going back home. Going back where you came from with fire. You might be watching at home. I know fire is coming. The fire of the Holy Ghost. It does us good and not evil. Shout fire! Now the, the the scripture we read is a very interesting scripture in the book of Exodus chapter 3. This talks about when Moses had an encounter. Now it's good to appreciate this text. It's good to try and look at the events of Moses' life. According to Acts chapter 7 verse 22, Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and he was mighty in words and in deeds. So that guy knew whatever had to be accomplished for God in Egypt, he could do it. Because he had been trained and he was mighty in word and in deed. And so he attempted in Exodus chapter 2, verse 11, 12, and 13. He attempted to go when he was 40 years. When he was 40 years, he said, yes, I'm now of age. I am going to help the people of God. I am going to send, I'm going to be the deliverer. I'll do the work of the deliverer. Yes, he was called to be a deliverer. God has assigned him. God has called him. He was born to be a deliverer. But what, there's something he didn't know. He didn't know that you can't be a deliverer by yourself on the behalf of God. God never, never just uses anybody at all. God must come upon you first so that that way you have, like, I feel like preaching now. Mary said to the angel, when the angel told Mary, you are about to have a child, and the child will be called that of the holy child of God, or you are about to conceive. In Luke chapter 1, Mary said, 
Verse 34, how can these things be? Since I know no man. And the angel said, oh, no, 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 no. It's not, this time is not about man. Because what God is about to accomplish, he's going to be fully responsible for it. So he says that the Holy Ghost shall, ah, I feel like preaching now. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also the holy thing which will be born of you shall be called the Son of God. If you want to produce the Son of God. If you want to produce the holy thing, it takes the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost must come upon somebody. I believe that we need the fire of the Holy Spirit. We need, in this our times, if there is something we need more, it's not just church reunion, which is necessary. Which is necessary. Where churches come together, we make, a, we make one voice. It is necessary. But you see, in the equation of the Spirit, if you add half to half, half fire to half fire, you don't get one full. You still get half. So, to putting two dead bodies together doesn't make life. What we need is church renewal. Not just reunion. We need church renewal. We need the revival of the Holy Spirit. The church is about to rise to its feet again. I believe the church in Christ the church in Ghana, the church in Africa. Oh, I remember the, the days when the Holy Ghost was so strong. How, how action was born. How other major churches was born. Papa and the team, they were full of the Holy Ghost. They are still full of the Holy Ghost. But we believe, I believe that the same grace that came upon us is about to be replicated upon, upon the, our generation. Shout yes! Listen, I have good news for you. The church is not going to go down. No, 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 no. The church is not. In fact, the church grows stronger and stronger and stronger. The Bible says, Proverbs 4, 18, the, the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter. I know in history, according to Revelation chapter 2, when you look at the churches there, some of the churches were in decline. They went into decline. But you know what? It doesn't matter what goes into decline. God, Bible says that, for God knows them that are his. And the foundation of the Lord stands firm. I believe when Elijah went to God and he told God, they have killed all your prophets. I'm the only one left. God said, you don't know. I have 7,000 who have not bowed their head. They have not bowed their knees. They have not bowed their knees to bow. God has got much people in the city. In Acts chapter 18 verse 10, God said to Paul, I have much people, I have many people in the city, in your company, around you. Open your eyes. The fire is burning. The fire is burning. The fire is burning. God is working. Shout the fire. The church of the end times is a stronger church. It's a stronger church. Even though the enemy has tried to dilute it. The enemy has tried to dilute our impact. Listen, we can't have impact without fire. Oh yeah. To be able to make impact, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, watch this brothers and sisters. Jesus, the things he did, from the age, from the time he was born until he was baptized, were not really recorded. The only time after the nativity, after his birth, 
The only thing that was recorded about Jesus was when he went to the temple in Luke chapter 2 from verse 40, 48 and he said, I must be about my father's business. That was the only time. But from there, the next 18 years, nothing was recorded about Jesus. Why? Wasn't he the son of God? He still was. He was full God, but he was a child and living the full human life. So why was it not recorded? Because it wasn't necessary. The only thing that is worth recording is after the Holy Ghost came up. I after the Holy Ghost came upon him, God said, now we can start the work. God said, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, there is something called the intertestamental times around that season between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 400 years of silence. Theologians call it intertestamental times. God was not uttering any prophetic word, even though God was still working. Why was there no prophetic word? Because at his word, the Holy Spirit was not moving on the prophets. John the Baptist was the last prophet of the Old Testament. And between John the Baptist and the previous prophet was about 400 years. And John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, he was doing his business in the church. And Bible said an angel appeared to him and told him, your wife, who is barren, Elizabeth, is about to have a child. And watch this. The angel says something in Luke chapter 1. That beats my, it was amazing. He said, that boy will be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. From his mother's womb. He wasn't full grown, but the Holy Ghost came upon him from his mother's womb. And watch this. When he was born, he went, when he was of age, he was in the wilderness and he was causing waves. And people were leaving the city and running to him. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was upon him. It doesn't matter your location. Kadaba, Rakatakaya. It has not got to do with the exterior. It's not just what it, how it looks on the outside. It's got everything to do with what is on the inside. What is, what is working on you? The church never had relevance until the Holy Ghost came. And John the Baptist, people were streaming to him to go and hear him. Not for miracles. They were going to hear him and be baptized. And he, his preaching was very abrasive. He said, brood of vipers. He was calling them. It's not because he didn't respect them, but there was something upon him. It's called the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, we need to go back and hunger for the Holy Ghost. The church must be filled with the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost is not working, if the Holy Ghost is not moving, that singing is strange fire. That preaching is strange fire. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1. Neither but Abu, they offer strange fire before the Lord. Yeah. And God got rid of them. Numbers chapter 16. God killed them because they offered strange fire. It is very easy to preach by a strange fire. It's easy. What cannot be copied is the move of the Holy Spirit. You can create something that looks like the Holy Ghost is moving, but you can't create the impact on human beings when the Holy Ghost is moving. When the Holy Ghost is moving, the impact he leaves on people cannot be faked. Can't be faked. Somebody shout fire! Show me a man of, on fire and I'll show you, I'll show you somebody who nothing can stop him from achieving what God has assigned him to achieve. 
Show me a woman on fire. It doesn't matter what your in-laws may think or what your enemies may think. Who doesn't like it? No one can, can, can compete with somebody the Holy Ghost is working on. They can't compete with you. No one can compete. Bible says, and from that day forward, the Holy Ghost came upon David. Oh, I see somebody catching fresh fire. Catching fresh fire. Catch, uh, who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Somebody is catching fresh fire. When it comes to catching something from God, he says in the book of John, sorry, Matthew, that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven, da, 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 I now feel like preaching. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and it, it takes some aggressive determination, tenacity to grab the Holy Ghost. When you want the Holy Spirit, you have to pay a price. Moses wanted to do it in the arm of the flesh, in the strength of the flesh. Bible says that the arm of flesh will not prevail. Moses wanted to do it because he knew he had been trained in Egypt. When he came to Egypt, he knew how to play it. He knew what to do. He knew what strings to pull. Brothers and sisters, when God is moving, we have to let God lead the way. That's why I thank God for our Father in the Lord, the Archbishop. One of the unique things about him is his constant determination to bend towards the Holy Spirit. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit will give you an upper hand any day, any time. Bishop, leader, great man of God, great woman of God. Your greatest, greatest asset in life and ministry is the spirit of God upon your life. No, it doesn't start with finances. It starts with fire. <laughs> it starts with fire. 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 Let's stop explaining away people's results. Let's stop explaining it away. Oh, it's because they know big guys. Because they, 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 please, and let's learn in the church how to give credit to the Holy Spirit. Because Nicodemus said to Jesus, "No man can do these things." John three two. No man. Bible says that they went everywhere. Mark 16, 20. They went everywhere preaching. And the Lord was working with them with confirming his word. Signs and wonders following. When you study the, the scriptures very carefully, particularly in the book of Acts, particularly the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, the, the mention of the Holy Spirit is over, over 40 times. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Jesus told them, tarry in Jerusalem. Don't be in a rush to try to do work for me. I need to come upon you. When, when it is of God, it must be, the God must be the source. 
in Romans chapter 11 verse 36 he said for from him yeah he must be the source through him he must be the means and to him he must be the ultimate for from him for for, for of him through him and to him are all things I was I preached a message a few weeks ago I said God is the God of micromanagement. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what seems to be going on around us. God is still in charge. Proof text. He said, they said, uh, when they, they were preaching the Acts of the Apostles, they preached the first message of the church. Peter said, Jesus Christ, a man attested by God with signs and wonders following you through lawless hands and wicked men have slain and verse 23 Acts chapter 2 verse 23 he says that based on God's own counsel watch this this is very interesting brothers and sisters he says that being being talking about Jesus being delivered by the determined counsel and the foreknowledge of God so what happened was not an accident in fact God was the puppet master he was pulling the strings. That is why when Pontius Pilate attempted to set him free, he was boasting. He told Jesus, don't you know I can set you free? In, in, Luke, in John chapter 19, he said, don't you have a, I have a power to set you free? Jesus said, no, you don't have it. Jesus said, I like that. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. He said, I lay it down and I pick it up. Shut <laughs> Jesus, the only one who determined his date of birth, his place of birth. He said, I lay my life down in John chapter 10 verse 18. I lay down and I pick it up. And Bible says from that time, John chapter 19, Pontius Pilate determined to set him free. But the Jews said, if you do it, you are not a friend of Caesar. He couldn't. Because God in his plan, Jesus must die so that the fire can come on us. The reason why you are, you are born again is not because you have to enjoy life. That's all. Get money. Get, no, no, no. That, that is, you don't need to be born again to have money. In fact, Abraham was the richest. And he was, Jesus had not died at that time. So Jesus doesn't have to come and die for someone to be prosperous. So the ultimate is not prosperity, which is that it's also part of the package. I see you prospering. I, I said, I see, oh, I'm, I'm preaching some, I see somebody prospering. I see you prospering. But the ultimate in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Then, for it is written, Curse is the one who hangs on the tree. Watch this, we leave the verse 14. So that the blessing of Abraham will come upon us, the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ. Watch this, watch it, the last bit. Don't leave it out. That we might receive. The curse must be neutralized so we can receive the Holy Spirit. Someone shout fire!
I, I feel ministries are being birthed. Anointings are being distributed. Graces are being released. This impact will be a defining impact in many lives. Oh, I see somebody. Your life cannot be the same again. Wherever you are in the world, you are not connected by accident. God made it happen. God made it happen. And because of that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power uh, uh, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Shout hallelujah. Let me, let me go back to Moses. Moses, according to Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, he attempted to fight for the Jews when he was 40. But he didn't know the work of God cannot be accomplished in the arm of flesh. So, it backfired big time in his face. And God took him behind the desert for 40 years to drive out Egypt out of him. And God, he was 40 years there so that he could say like Paul, Philippians 3.3, we do not put confidence in the flesh. Don't let us put confidence in what we have. Don't let us hinge our confidence on our links, our money, our exposure, our abilities. Because the arm of flesh shall fail you. One of the cardinal signs of a believer is someone who trusts the Lord at all times. Not only at, at hard times, but at all times. And Moses tried to do it. It didn't work. He ran away. And then guess what, brothers and sisters, according to the text we read in Exodus chapter 2, Verse, verse, sorry, chapter 3, verse 2 in particular. Bible says that, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him, watch this, this is getting interesting, appeared to him, how? In a flame of fire. According to theologians, usually when you see the phrase, the angel of the Lord, it also means the Lord. So you see the angel of the Lord said from heaven, Abraham, don't kill your son. For now I know. Who is talking? Is he an angel or God? Usually that phrase, the angel of the, which is different from an angel from God. So usually the, the, that phrase, the angel of the Lord, theologians believe it refers to God himself. And now in this text, Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses. And how did he appear? Appear in a flame of fire. Ah, watch this, watch this. How, where? Out of the midst of the bush. Now, when you study the Hebrew carefully, you find out that the word that was translated bush is actually thorn bush. Thorns. Thorns and thistles, thorn bush. So there are some translations use the word thorn bush. God appeared to Moses, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses as a flaming fire in the thorn bush. What is the significance of the thorn bush? The thorn bush, brothers and sisters, the thorn bush, when you read Genesis chapter 3, we understand how God, when he was releasing the curse, he cursed the devil. Then he said to the man, the ground is cursed for your sake. And he said, it shall produce thorns. And so, the thorns are a, a sign of the manifestation of a curse. 
That is one. And number two, in Matthew chapter 20 verse 27, you, uh, 27 verse 29, sorry, you will see that Bible says that they crowned Jesus. They made thorns and crowned him. So they, it's like they put the curse. The tongue symbolizes curse. No wonder I said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. And so the redemptive work of Christ included bearing the curse upon himself. Now watch this. What, watch this. The actual question is, what is God doing on a cursed land or a cursed tree? Because tall bushes show that it's cursed. But why is God inside there? Why is God on it? Now, the thorn bush symbolizes the redeemed community, the redeemed people of God, the community. How redeemed? Because when Adam and Eve fell, God himself, according to Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, he made skin from animal. That means blood was shed. And in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4, the reason why Abel's sacrifice was received by God was because it had blood. Sacrifices that don't have blood, God doesn't regard. Yeah, yeah. I think your offering must have some blood. <laughs> and so, God reacted to Abel because God, the blood symbolized redemption. And so, when, when human beings in our fallen state, for us to have God on us, we first of all must be redeemed. Because without redemption, we can never have a relationship with God. So when you become redeemed, now you are the child of God. You are the son of God. And now God can work with you the way he wants. And so when you study the text very carefully, the fire was on the thorn bush. Which symbolizes, the fire symbolizes God's presence, God's holiness. It was on thorn bush, something that looked like cares but has been redeemed. And watch this. Do you know what was beautiful about the thorn bush? Bible says that it was not being consumed. When the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon you, it does not consume you. I will explain it. I will, why? Why does fire consume wood? Because the wood gets consumed to be fuel for the fire. So fire needs fuel to continue burning. But God comes on humanity and he said, I don't need to burn you. I am my own fuel. God said, I am my own fuel. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you have to constantly depend on him to continue working. As once, once you switch from the Holy Ghost, you are on your own. Church, once we switch from the Holy Ghost, we are on our own. But if we still depend on the Holy Ghost, if we walk with the Holy Spirit, then God is working amongst us. Shout yes! The most expensive thing a church can do is to be distracted from the Holy Spirit. It's, 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 no, you can't handle it. A church loses relevance when the Holy Spirit is marginalized in the church. That's why Jesus said in Luke, sorry, John chapter 16, from verse 6, 7, 8, he said, when I told you I'm going, sorrow has filled your heart. But he said, it is expedient to you that I go. Because if I do not go, uh-oh, if I do not go, the Allah's paraclete, will not come. 
if I do not go, the Magister Veritatis will not come. If I do not go, the Hagios Numa will not come. He said, I have to go because if I go, then the Spirit will come upon you. And when the Spirit is come, when the Spirit is come, so what is brothers and sisters, in the book of Luke chapter 24, he told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Then you can do the job. Because you can't work for God by yourself. One great man of God put it this way. If you call yourself, you have to supply your own anointing. Hallelujah! Jesus was not recorded until the Holy Ghost came upon him. Then everything he started doing became recordable. When he got baptized, then he started recording from there. Actually, the book of John, Matthew starts from his birth. Luke starts from his birth. Mark doesn't start from his birth. Mark starts from his baptism. John doesn't start from his baptism. John starts from his ministry. After the Holy Ghost comes upon him. That was when, for, for three and a half years, he was able to achieve more than all the 30 years he's been living can do. Why? The difference is the Holy Spirit. The difference, watch this. The difference is the fire. Is the fire. Is the fire. You don't have to look capable of achieving anything. You let the fire come upon you. Oh, I love this theme, fresh fire. I, I just love fresh fire. I just love fresh fire. Most of the time, the lack of finances for, to do the things of God, most of the time, is a reflection of the lack of the move of the Spirit. <laughs> when the Holy Ghost is moving on a work, resources will come from anywhere. He can open the mouth of a raven or the mouth of a fish and pull resources. It's about time. Every one of us, whether you are in business, in family, because everything you do as a believer, it must be of him, through him and to him. For in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. <laughs> I feel like preaching, you know. And so, Moses, when you study the text very carefully, after God appeared to Moses and he said, I want to send you, Moses said, no, I'm not able to. Chapter, Exodus chapter 4 verse 10. Moses said, no, 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 no. I don't know how to talk. He said, I can't talk. Exodus chapter, chapter 6 verse 12. He said, the people will not receive me. They won't believe me. But, but you wanted to go and deliver them. Yes, now I know I can't do it in the arm of the flesh. So God worked Egypt out of Moses so that Moses can depend on the fire. That is why he appeared to him as a fire on the thorn bush. Watch this, brothers and sisters. Throughout all history, God has always desired to stay on humanity and to use humanity by himself. And so, when, jo when Je um, the father of Joseph, Jacob was blessing his children, when he got to Jacob, he said something quite interesting and profound, giving a description of God in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 16. He says that, May him who, the goodwill of him who dwells in the bush, talking about God. 
look at how he reflected he, he reflected he described God he said and for the good will of him that dwelt in the bush God is in the church that's where I'm going God is in the church God is in, he said God who dwells on humanity so it complicate it, com it confuses demonic entities and they watch how can God so majestic himself on human so mundane so natural and achieve things and accomplish things that only his purpose has determined to be done this is what we call the acts of God I see you stepping into a new face because the Holy Spirit is going to come upon somebody in a very extraordinary way in a very unique way if there is anything we should desire, it should be the Holy Ghost. And then look at this. I want to show you something. When the tabernacle was built, when the tabernacle was built in the book of Numbers chapter 15, sorry, chapter 9 verse 15, Bible says that the, the, the fire and cloud, pillar of fire and cloud came and settled on it. God has always wanted his spirit to settle on his people. So in the wilderness, before Moses, he settled on the thorn bush. And then when the tabernacle was built, he came like the fire, pillar of fire and cloud, and settled on the people. And guess what? When the church was born, on the day of Pentecost, I feel like preaching now, on the day of Pentecost, Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place with one accord. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. There came a sound from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And clothing tongues as of fire sat, Acts chapter 2 verse 3, sat on each of them. Each, each, fire, 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 fire. A little fire kindleth a great matter. A little fire. I believe that from this season, you are going to step out with fire. Your enemies see you and they'll run. Enemy situations see you and they'll back off. Yesterday, our pastor Kimberly said she used to look under the bed for the devil. Now, the devil was rather afraid of her. When Holy Ghost fire comes upon you, those snakes hiding in your life, they will run away because fire, fire, the, our God is a consuming fire. Someone shout, fresh fire! Oh, shout, fresh fire! The Holy Spirit respects hunger until you are hungry, until you are determined, until you are desperate. You will not have an encounter. Jesus said on the great and the, the last day of the feast in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 36 downwards, he said with a loud voice, If any man tests, if any man tests, the condition is you must be thirsty. The condition is you must be thirsty. Are you desperate enough for the Holy Ghost? Are you thirsty enough for the Holy Ghost? Therefore I prophesy, receive ye the Spirit. Receive ye the Spirit. Receive ye the Spirit. Shout fresh fire. You can be on fire for the, for the devil to toy with you. In the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 11, he said, fervent in spirit. That means being on fire in the Lord. Anything that must be achieved in our life. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, 
He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Watch this. Who strengthens me? I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. It's by his spirit. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 29, it talks about how, by the says that, whereunto I labor, striving according to what? His workings. The Holy Ghost is working. And when we work alongside the Holy Spirit, we get unprecedented results. As I bring it to a close, quickly, in the next few minutes, fresh fire because a little fire can let a great matter don't forget this text James 3 5 how great a matter a little fire can let you don't need all the fire just a little fire and guess what the fire doesn't consume you God is his own fuel it's as he's on you he's supplying his fuel as he's on you so all the, that is why he said looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith you know what listen the Christian race is the only race you, you run without looking on the track you don't look on the track don't look on the track Keep looking onto Jesus and keep running. Keep looking onto Jesus and keep running. Keep looking. You will not stumble. You will not stumble. He said he shall give his angels charge over you. Lest you dash your foot against the free life preaching. Keep looking onto Jesus. Keep looking onto Jesus. Fix your eye on the Holy Spirit. Quickly, how do we tap into this fresh fire? Number one. Hunger. Are, you, are we desperate enough? On the, before the day of Pentecost, the Bible said they went, they continued. For 10 days, they were praying. They were in the upper room. And then suddenly, on the day of Pentecost, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. So, determination and hunger. Number two, prayer. Prayer. It came to pass when the people were being baptized. Jesus also being baptized in Acts in John in Luke chapter 3, verse 21. And pre praying, the heavens was opened. Prayer. Prayer. That's why I thank God for prayer cathedral. If you don't pray, the teaching will make you a prey. Listen, raw teaching kill it. The letter kill it. It is the it is the spirit that gives life. It is this, it is not the, just the ordinary teaching. It's the spirit shall fresh My time is up. Watch this. Watch this. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, Holy Ghost works with prayer, I'm telling you. And when they had prayed, the place where they, they had assembled, come on, was shaken. And they were, Bible says, and they were, ah, I thought they were filled in the first, in Acts chapter 4. Yes. But we need constant feeling. 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 Feeling, 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 feeling. Because we are just vessels. He is the...
substance. When they had prayed, pray, the place where they stood shook. And they were all filled. So, the Holy Spirit responds to prayer. And let me add one more. The Holy Spirit is addicted to the Word of God. Ezekiel. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake to me. Ezekiel 2.2. The Spirit works with the Word. Watch this. Actually, the Spirit and the Word are one and the same. In the beginning was the Word. John 1.1. 1, 1. The Word was with God and what? And then John chapter 4 verse 24, he said, God is a Spirit. God is a spirit. So the Lord, in fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it said, the Lord is the spirit. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it said, take the shield of faith. Sorry, take the sword, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is, so whose sword? Is it the, the spirit sword or just the word? The sword of the spirit means the spirit of the sword. <laughs> It's a spirit. I remember in Acts chapter 19, whilst Bible says from verse 1, whilst Apollos was still at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. Then he said, unto what then were you baptized? They said, the baptism of John. He said, oh no, 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 no. John's baptism is baptism of repentance. But he said they should believe in the one after him. And the Bible says, when Paul has laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost fell upon all those who were listening. In Acts chapter 10, I like this bit very much. In Acts chapter 10, I don't want to be tempted to go from verse 40 because it's too loaded there. So let's just settle on verse 44. Acts chapter 10 verse 44, the Bible says that, ha, I like that one. Is it okay we all read it from the screen? I think we should do some reading. We should do some. Are you ready? Keep your face mask on, please. And then you can read it. Let's go. I heard someone hungry enough reading like desperate person. Please read it with vim. Read it with energy. Let strength come from your inner man. Let's go. Where? When did the Holy Ghost fall? While he was preaching. While he was, the Holy Ghost works with good preaching. <laughs> the Holy Ghost works with Holy Ghost filled preaching. The Holy Ghost where he says that how can they call upon him of whom they have not heard? How of whom they have not believed? How can they believe of, of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? Let me digress and say this before I take my seat. It looks like there has developed, there's a great appetite to be attacking preachers. Nowadays. That is satanic plan. Because God can't bless you without preachers. But you see, the problem is many people don't know the scriptures. But Jesus said, you do err because you know not the scriptures. Matthew 22, I think 29. Many people have developed an appetite for attacking preachers. And Satan has managed to inject a certain type 
of people who look like preachers who are not called to create an unnecessary animosity towards the office. So it makes people sit in the house and they lambast bishops, lambast pastors. Please, it's dangerous because Jesus himself, he was a preacher. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach. Preachers, watch this. The presence of Holy Ghost filled preachers is the hope of any city, any nation, any generation. Holy Ghost filled preachers. That was the secret behind the greatness of America. The secret behind the greatness of Europe. It was preachers. Preachers. Africa, don't let us stone our preachers. He said, how can they call? He said, for whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Romans, in Romans, in Romans chapter 10. For whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For the same Lord is rich unto all who call on his name. Then he asked the question, how, how, how shall they, how then shall they call on whom who they haven't believed? And so your calling must be a function of believing. And he said there's a problem for somebody to believe there must be someone to say something for them to hear because faith comes any faith that didn't come from hearing is not authentic it must come from God's word he says how shall they believe of whom they haven't heard how shall they hear without why are we attacking preachers listen church Let's never let's leave that for the world, the unbelievers. Jesus said, Your fathers have been killing the prophets. Stephen, before they killed him, he said, You of stiff neck, stiff neck people. Acts chapter 17. Sorry, chapter 7, from verse 51. He said, Which of the prophets didn't your fathers kill? And those prophets were talking about the coming of the Holy One. And the Holy One came, you guys have killed him. Just like your fathers. It has always been the nature of fallen man to attack preachers. But when you are redeemed, you might, we must learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not meddle and even attack preachers. Because he said, for he said, how beautiful are the feet. Kayak. When you hear your preacher is coming, you are happy. When you hear your preacher is coming, you are happy. Some of us, sad to say, we celebrate celebrities more than preachers. We celebrate movie actresses. They are all great. Politicians, footballers, wonderful people. But there are people here who are footballers, politicians. So that's not, there's nothing wrong with it. But listen, God uses preachers. Brothers and sisters, receive the preacher who brings a word from God and you catch fire. When you catch fire, you are unstoppable. Nothing can stop you from going where God says you go. So shall it be. If you believe it, shall I live in Amen. Please rise to your feet wherever you are, if you can. Rise to your feet, lift up your voice, and pray the Holy Spirit. Fall afresh on me. I want to catch fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Lift up your voice in prayer. We know that you were blessed by that message, and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may
may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.